Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. And assuming this goes the way we think we're go, this goes, you're seeing this in your feed a day early. Was thinking of maybe we're recording earlier than usual for us here, maybe a day earlier. Well, exactly a day earlier. I was thinking of holding off for a day, but I realized we're all fucking home. You guys can get it a day early. Um, with this, with me this week, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. Happy Sunday, y'all. And also joining me, Kid Presentable. I mean, this doesn't apply. This applies to everyone here but Mark. But, man, we had our first sports event this past week, guys. And none of us are happy, like in true sports fashion. No one's happy with the outcome of what happened. That's right. Why do we like sport, what, what sporting event are you talking about? The NFL draft. That thing we watched on and off for two days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the highest rated one in its history. Oh, yeah. Everybody watched. <laughs> Um, and finally, he's back for a second crack at it, folks. We still don't have a nickname. It's my buddy, Sal. Well, many of our buddies, all of our friend. Sal, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for having me back. Right on. Um, all right, guys. Um, this is the final week of the superhero movie madness tourney. Uh, next week, we somewhat turn back into a pumpkin. Um, because I guess the UFC is going to do shows at an empty arena in Jacksonville. So we'll go back to only half of our podcast being about random pop culture stuff rather than 100%. Um, I'm going to turn this back over to the scribe of the Superhero Movie Madness Tournament. Um, well, I mean, at least one of them. Stefan is one of them. The guy he stole the first half of this from is the other one. But we only got Stefan this week. Stefan, take uh, take over and let's go from the Sweet 16 to the championship. <laughs> yeah, fellas, we are here at the Sweet 16. Who knew this was going to be a three-parter? But like I said, Four. we like superhero movies. We like we like nerding out. Um, this is this, this is the fourth part. We had, it took us two weeks to get through the first round. Oh my bad, four <laughs> parter, four parter. The grand conclusion of this mini series. Um, I think feelings are going to get hurt today, though, guys. Uh, there's there's some. If you look at the Sweet Sixteen, I was saying, you know, maybe outside of one or two, maybe don't deserve that lofty spot. But like, there's some damn good superhero movies we got to choose from. But let's kick it off. Bob, you said this is going to be your toughest one, so I'll let you lead the conversation. But we got the Dark Knight taking on Guardians of the Galaxy. So, the Dark Knight, the sequel to Batman Begins, the second movie in the Nolan trilogy, the overall number one seed in our tournament versus Guardians of the Galaxy, the Marvel heat check movie, where Marvel said, we're just going to put a theme, of, a group of superheroes out there you never even fucking heard of, and we're going to see if we can print money. And they did, and they gave it to the right weirdo in James Gunn. Um, Guardians might be my favorite Marvel movie. So this is a very tough debate for me. I'm just going to say, um, as everybody's learned over the last month, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm a big Batman mark. And the Dark Knight, beyond that, the Dark Knight has the single greatest bad guy in any movie I've ever seen. I love the Dark Knight. That is my pick. <laughs> Sal, what do you got for this one? <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I, the only thing I can say about the Dark Knight is it's sad to think what could have been if we didn't lose Heath Ledger a little early. Yeah, I mean, guess I mean, 
that's the thing. That's why that's what we talk about Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises suffering from expectations. That's one of them. Um, let's go over to Mark. What do you think here, buddy? Uh, yeah, I have it with you guys, too. I, I, I These are both two fantastic films, and I kind of give it to Dark Knight a little bit more because it is a more dramatic film, and it succeeds there, um, or as I find Guardians to be a bit more of a comedy. And, you know, maybe it's not fair to say generally. Um, I think it is a little more difficult to succeed in the dramatic area than it is the comedic and um they're both top tier and i just feel like what dark knight accomplishes is just a little bit better than guardians but two fantastic movies all the same realize i've started driving and i don't want to drive stefan here's the wheel back why don't you and mike uh sort the rest of this out (laughs) well you know i'm gonna keep it going um i'm gonna give it a dark knight but one kind of the caveat i will say and i think um you know we never really agreed on what's our criteria you know some of our friends who've listened to this in like how exactly are we picking one? It's really just a preference thing is the way we're doing this. There's no objective metric here. Um, I'll say this. I like Guardians of the Galaxy as a movie more than I like Dark Knight. I'm, I'm giving the vote to Dark Knight. I think it's a better movie. But that's one of the things where I think it gets a little tricky here. Do you mean it's more fun? Like, yeah, it's like I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy double digit more times than I've watched the Dark Knight. Dark Knight is phenomenal. The Joker, like you said, one of the best, if not the best villain in all these superhero movies. I don't watch it a lot, you know. I, mean, I remember I, why it's good. I don't find myself like, let's throw this on in the background. And that's where some of these movies get tricky, right? And like, I wanted to, I wanted to give props to some of the older ones, like old Superman, because I respect their heritage. But at a certain point, I like these other movies more. And this is a point where it's, you know, I just want to give that out to Guardians, because I think that's how much Guardians deserves props for. Like, it is an eminently enjoyable rewatchable funny background for the soundtrack like it's a movie you can just throw on well, i mean i was t- i was telling you like this, this is a lot of these movies just like how good of a time i had and i did not have a yeah. better time watching any of these movies in theater than guardians personally i had the most fun watching that but um yeah just back to that man heath ledger joker right what more do you need to say about dark knight and i'll say one thing you know you say you can't rewatch dark knight as much I can watch the, those first five minutes of Dark Knight. Oh, the bank scene? The that bank, bank scene is the great... Uh, I was in from the when they previewed that. Yeah, honestly... Oh, that- I mean, yeah. If you give me a Joker supercut, <laughs> I could watch that a lot more often. You know, there's a lot of in-between Batman stuff that it just doesn't captivate me as much. Joker, yeah. Hands down, no problem watching it. Mike, is it is it time right now to give our... Uh, Mike, is it time to give credit to... Vin Diesel and his role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe here, because we're about to put him down here, this movie. <laughs> I mean, I was watching supercuts of uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yesterday on YouTube, and I thought, man, do you think Vin Diesel actually gloats to people? You know, I'm in some of the highest great grossing movies of all time. I-, I really hope he doesn't, because that almost feels like cheating. I'm going with The Dark Knight. Um... I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, more often. I, I, you, guys I don't watch T- you guys also turn on TNT on every Saturday it's on? But I'm just letting I, you I know. Think <laughs> I see where Stefan is going with it because I think it's also easier to rewatch a lighthearted movie a lot more than, you know, a serious movie like the, like the Nolan movies. You know, for example, I love A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. I'm not trying to watch that shit every month. That shit is heavy. I mean, if you were going to put odds on a walk to remember coming up in the superhero movie uh, madness tournament, Stefan, that would have been a plus 5,000 right there. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe we got our tragic romantic dramas as the next bracket that we're doing here. Uh, Bridges of Madison County, Mike. That's oh. that's my that's my sad, heartbreaking drama. Movie. Stefan likes the old people. I guess we're advancing here, buddy, huh? Yeah, I mean, we just want, we went a little longer on this one, even though it was a sweep, just because I think we all agree Guardians holds a good place in our hearts. So, though it wasn't its championship year, you know, it definitely was one of those memorable teams. The uh, the Fun and Gun Sons, the uh, J Will C Web Kings. You may not have gotten the gold, but people loved you while you lasted. Right on. Moving on to the next one. I think we kind of know what the matchup is going to be. It, it seems to be the billionaire boys bracket, but we got the uh, underdog Big Hero 6 taking on original Iron Man. Like I said, it's the billionaire boys bracket. So Big Hero, I loved you. You're a kid's movie. Some of y'all hadn't seen it. I'm happy some of you picked it up. That's the win for me in this is spreading the uh, spreading the good word of Big Hero Yeah, 6. we really did. We gave Big Hero a lot of pop props. Yeah, obviously. Going with the billionaire with the billionaire boys club here buddy so yeah <laughs> yeah no disputes nobody got anything else <laughs> so that's uh we got like i said coming in the elite eight we're gonna have a uh, dark knight taking on iron man uh that'll be a fun one but moving on to the next uh bracket in the sweet 16 round we have original avengers taking on batman begins right i couldn't remember yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like yeah, Blade didn't win, right yeah but, right. Uh, but, uh, Honestly, for some of these, when I was trying to remember, I'm just like, I kind of knew where the where the four of us would vote, but I'm like, let me think about Sal. Sal didn't vote for Blade. That's what I was going with. I'm like, there's no way Sal voted for Blade. I probably voted for Batman. I'm like, yeah, Batman won. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just start it here too. Is uh, I like Bat. Apparently, I think I like Batman Begins the most of us. It 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 just apparently just hasn't held up well. But man, Avengers was something special. So. Um, this is an easy advancement for me in, in terms of Avengers. Yeah, I love me some Batman Begins, but uh, the Batman versus Avengers fight, I don't have that happening right now uh, going in Batman's favor. Um, we only have Batman for the first half of this movie, for the second half of this movie anyway. Avengers, I, I, I saw Avengers, I don't see a lot of movies twice. I know a lot of guys do. I saw Avengers at least two times, possibly three. I don't remember if me and Stefan saw it more than once together. I know I saw it once with the guys, and I saw it again with my mom and dad and brother, and they loved it too. Mm -hmm. Sal. All right, I, I I take it we got no we got yeah, no Sal, defense got, of Sal, Batman Sal, here. You got anything you want to defend Batman here, or are we we're gonna do that later? <laughs> Look, I love Batman too. I can't defend him on this one. You know, I think we forget like how big Avengers were was just because of now you've got Endgame and Infinity Wars. But when Avengers came out, that was incredible. It was a miracle. It wasn't a clusterfuck. Let alone how good it was. Like that many moving parts. <laughs> I think another I think another good part about Avengers and granted it had the benefit of it being maybe what the sixth movie in the still probably kind of new Marvel Cinematic Universe in that what it benefited from is that there was no need for origins it was just bam all of these people are already the superheroes oh there's Thor there's Hawkeye there's Black Widow there's Iron Man there's who the whoever the fuck else wasn't wasn't uh, Loki coming for the scepter in the first 10 minutes of the movie like shit got real immediately am I forgetting this opening scene is oh, yeah, the right? launch on the siege uh, the siege on the shield facility yeah there, yeah there's no fucking around Mike's right <laughs> it was it was as soon as the movie started you were hitting the ground running and for me that was the deciding factor between uh, Avengers and Batman Begins Batman Mark. Begins was a great movie, but it was your quintessential origin story as well. 
Marcus. And uh, I don't need that. Marcus, I'm just wondering, like, I mean, look, I think I know where you're going with this, but more realistically, when Mike said it was maybe the sixth movie, how confident are you that he Googled that shit first? Because it was, in fact, the sixth movie. Good, good on Mike. He counted, he counted those <laughs> heroes up. Uh, no, but that I mean, that was a complete was, guess as it being the sixth movie. Oh, good luck. Then. Good job, then, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, I mean, this Avengers was ultimately, you know, a proof of concept that we hadn't really seen in cinema. There have been, of course, uh, movie franchises that have taken multiple movies to tell a narrative, uh, but nothing quite like what we got with these first batch of Marvel movies and single single movies leading up to a kind of combination of storylines coming together. We really haven't. I mean, it's a, a, as far as I know, and you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't think there had been another cinematic experience like that because even when you look at long-running series like james bond it's like james bond has these installments and and i don't know enough about it i don't know if there was one james bond where they all come together that would have been the combination of the multiple bonds yeah marcus i'm not even trying to be funny when i say this but like freddy versus jason was the closest we got with like let's get two big movie act movie like series guys into one fucking thing like in a right while. But th- those were two kind of separate things woven into like what we call a crossover That's right? fair. Crossover yeah. that happens on tv and stuff but this was a a cinematic thought out process right they started with like oh, we're gonna do iron man we're gonna do all of them and we're gonna have them come together and you know it was a really interesting concept that they not only did it come to fruition really well but it just they knocked it out of the park and that's kind of what we'll probably talk about going forward with a lot of these the big marvel movies is them setting themselves up with multiple installments of movies and them having a big hurdle with these big you know landmark movies that are kind of bringing the narrative all together and they constantly hit it out of the park and this is the first time they came up to bat with like okay we set up all the pins are down there can you hit a strike and they nailed it and they've continued to do that and this was the first one of many that we'll see i do have to say one thing though it's as much as we're loving avengers and this might hurt them in the later rounds. The one knock I have is, you know, in the beginning, Hawkeye, you know, he's converted over to help Loki, which we learn in later movies was through an Infinity Stone. And the way he's, you know, turned back is they hit his head real hard. Oh, Sal going nuanced in the, immediately. I, 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 that was, that's a fair point. You don't like simple comic book resolutions. <laughs> Well, you everyone in comedy, they got that amnesia, you know, and the only way to fix amnesia is a good bump on the noggin. But I thought, as we all kind of expected, Avengers moves on here. In the next matchup, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, taking on the Joker. And let's throw it to Sal. This should be an easy one, because if I recall, one of these is not a superhero movie. <laughs> Kick it out, Sal. Kick it out. I'll... I'll I'll go with my same uh you know objection I had last week. Um, I think Joker's a better movie, but it shouldn't be in this bracket. It's not a superhero movie, so it's out by default. <laughs> I don't even think it's the better movie. I strongly go with a Captain America Winter Soldier on this. <laughs> you know me, Bob. I'm right there with you. Um, we talked about it as a political thriller. Just Marvel really kind of changing up in terms of like what kind of superhero movie was. Getting a little bit more experimental. I love Winter Soldier. Easy for me. And yeah, with the caveat, I do think Joker belongs to be here. I think it's a fantastic movie. But yeah, I like Captain America a lot more. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, Captain America overall was the better movie. Joker did have the best actor performance um, between the two movies. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was awesome as Joker. But Captain America, hands down. Dude, Captain America had Abed. 
You sure, Joker? You sure that Joaquin Phoenix had a better performance than Ovid, the security guard? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'll, I'm pretty I'll, sure about I'll, that. I'll, I'll die on that hill, Bobby. <laughs> Ovid did a great point point over there bit. That was fantastic. But yeah, Joaquin Phoenix kind of put in a little bit more into his role. Hey, man. Ovid working at air traffic control for uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah. In, t- in terms of successful shooting percentage, Ovid went one for one. He, he hit all the shots he needed in that one. <laughs> I mean, I like how you're throwing that out, Bob, even though the elephant with Captain... When they pulled out Robert Redford, oh, that, was Marvel, that was Marvel flexing. They're like, oh, you want us to get like legendary A-listers that never would have had anything to do with Marvel and just make them a prominent figure? Here's Robert Redford. You know what? I'm not even going to get into the fact that I'm still angry about you know Thor and how it had Anthony fucking Hopkins in it. But sure, yeah, now it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, Anthony no Hopkins, Bob, I, like, I love Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, he's willing to work. He, he's not that discerning in his selected Kenneth choices. goddamn Brana directed it. You had not... Okay. I'm, this is another 40 yeah, minute Yeah, and Anthony Hopkins was in a Zorro movie, so let's, like said, let's calm down on his pedigree I'm going to start, start looking up shitty Robert Redford movies, but go ahead, Stefan. Keep us going. <laughs> I mean, I think that's clear. Captain America advances on. Moving into the next bracket. You know, I think uh, a, a one seed that has been of questionable ranking... But I'll be the first to call it. I think it falls here. And that is the original 1978 uh, Christopher Reeve Superman taking on Thor Ragnarok. Um, I don't expect too much objection here. I'd love to hear it if there is. But Ragnarok was something special, man. Pour Pour one out for the big homie Superman. The second best Superman movie, in my opinion. The first, the best one being the one that we had go down in the first round. Superman Yeah. I agree. But I think still, Superman 2 probably should have had this uh, seed over Superman. But you know what? But, Pay respect to the first one to do it seriously. This is the first one, man. And But Thor Ragnarok. We'll kiss its ass later, but I go with that one. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Superman's second best Superman movie for me as well. I differ from Bobby as to what my number one is. Obviously, it's the one that has Lana Lang and Richard Pryor in the movie Superman 3 where he fights a magic clone of himself. Duh. But I am going with Thor Ragnarok as well. I'm going to leave the platitudes for Ragnarok for the next round. No one likes the Superman where he uh, reverse spins the Earth and somehow that time travels? Remember that Instead one of super- blowing us off our axis? Remember the Superman movie where he doesn't hit anybody and he gets his ass kicked by Kumar from Harold and Kumar? That one was rough too. <laughs> Is that the one where Superman lifts an entire island made of kryptonite? That happens That's too. That's the one. <laughs> I was mostly focusing on focusing on Superman punching zero people in the whole movie. But he uh, he he gently floats above the city and looks down for an hour and a half. Though there's a lot of that. I just wanted to say I made a valiant effort to try to watch Superman, and it is not on any streaming service. And I have access to a comprehensive Plex server, and it was not there either. And I was like, well, that, I'm not going to pay money for it. it. It's, it's so. probably honestly, it's probably on that DC shit, right? I think it is. I think that's that probably why. That so it, used on, it used to be on Netflix. I saw it there, and I adamantly yeah, avoided it. I, I, I watched that on Netflix. Netflix. I watched uh, uh, Tim Burton's Batmans on Netflix. I watched the shitty Batmans after that. on Bat- Netflix used to have all the random superhero movies. I think and, DC, the, the whole DC thing is going to get folded yeah, into HBO Max. So. Just, Mike, just real quickly, did you try to VPN your way into another Netflix? Not like we do that, but have you thought did you talk about that with, with Batman at all? Uh, when you were looking for Batman? When you say Mike, you meant Mark, right? I'm no Mike. I'm talking about when you did Batman Returns. Mostly. Oh, um, I haven't tried VPNing into an- another Netflix in a while because I think they caught on to that, didn't they? Uh, I think it depends what thing you use. Anyway, sorry. That's a side note. <laughs> VPN, guys. Save your uh, libraries. Um, in our next matchup, 
This is a really interesting one. The, and this is this is a juggernaut matchup, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus Avengers Endgame. Mike, I want to hear from you first on this one because oh damn, you were repping the uh, uh, the minor underdog here uh, as of last week. So I want to hear your thoughts. Ah. Uh... Avengers Endgame was a culmination of about a decade's worth of work, or 11 years. I'm not exactly sure when Iron Man came out. Uh, I I, I squirt a tear, you know, when when Iron Man died. That was was sad. Squirt? Yeah, yeah, squirt, you know, like literally like a super soaker. You shed a tear, bitch. Squirt. It projected. (laughs) It had pressure behind (laughs) it. It hit someone. Mechanism like those fucking lizards. <laughs> Bo- Bobby, you don't know about my tear ducts, all right? What we got it, uh, man. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie that's ever come out. Mm. Now come back to me, stuff. Come back. I, I, I need right. more time. I need more time. I, I, I'm, I'll jump in. I second what you just said right there. Um, it, it's the best Spider-Man movie. It's phenomenal um the art style they they copyrighted their art style that they used in that movie like as a fan of animation as a fan of like various art forms like even outside of it being a marvel property like i was captivated i thought it was just a masterpiece of work the the music the layering of the image that kind of living comic book feel that they really created with it it's it's fucking phenomenal um it Agree. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie. It's my favorite Spider-Man property. Um, I love the Spider-Gwen. It was that was like the last comic that I actually bought single issues of because I was so into that series. Um, Endgame is special. Endgame is uniquely special, and I'll have a lot more to say about it later. But for now, but um, it's he, just special. He, here's my issue, though. When it comes to actually judging the movie, do we have to take out? all the other movies that came before you know like if we just judge it that's just based possible, off man. the movie Maybe you alone, do what you want you, you, you do what you want to do yeah you do like, which one do you like more if you like spider-man more you like spider-man more if you like endgame more you like endgame more it's just which one did you and did you like more for whatever the gra- reason the grand spectacle of the final battle in in endgame was something i have never seen before and I'm 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 gonna go with Endgame on this one, um, and I think it beats Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse for me by a hair because these are two of my favorite movies when it comes to, to superheroes, and I love the story of of uh, Into the Spider-Verse and how they introduced Miles Morales maybe as a as a brown kid, uh, him being the the main character was was special to me and him being half Hispanic as well was great, but. Endgame was something that was, you know, took up a decade of my life. So I'm going with that one. Did that one have a Gambino reference too? This is a side note. Sorry. Did that one? I know Homecoming did. Was there a Gambino reference in Into the Spider Verse? I remember no, in Homecoming. Uncle Aaron was played by um, Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. Yeah. No, no. I just know that in uh, what's it called in Homecoming? There's a Gambino poster in it. That's why. Oh, anyway, maybe. Yeah. Um, Sal, you're the resident. Uh, you, I think you're the top Spider-Man. The way uh, Bobby's our top Batman guy. Are you uh, gonna go with the uh, Spider Verse in this one? I love Spider-Man. There, but um, and Bobby and Mike will uh, attest to this. Ending was just something special. As you guys know, you guys are helping me out by recording today for small my anniversary. 
a year ago last year, I convinced my future wife that the day before our wedding, it was a good idea to let oh, me go see it. I remember that day before because my flight got delayed like three hours. All these guys saw it. Nobody managed to spoil the movie for me until me and Mike and our friend Phil are returning the tuxes and then Mike opens his fucking mouth and just spoils the movie. <laughs> Mike, just, I'm standing there. We're, and I'm just like, how did you do that, man? How? Um, for the record, my vote is Avengers Endgame because I, while I like the animation style quite a bit of Into the Spider-Verse, the fact that they can make, I don't want to say it's an advantage that it's not animated, but like, I don't, you don't really give a shit if animation looks fake. Obviously, I'm not, I mean, like, the fact that they did that whole end scene or uh, that, uh, that movie in general made it, like, believably look like these motherfuckers are teleport, like, portaling in. Like, Bob, that was amazing to me. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you ever watch it again besides the time we watched it at my bachelor party? Yeah. I okay, had to because I was not even. <laughs> okay, okay, was Dude, <laughs> I was. I got folks. I was so far from sober at Mark's bachelor party. They should. By the way, these guys shouldn't have let me handle the stove. Well, the stove. Yeah, yeah Bob <laughs> was cooking, so we watched. We watched into the Spider Verse in like spurts of fifteen minutes. So we'd watch for fifteen minutes. And no, all no, like, I, I got to check these wings, man. They're like, all right. So we pause the movie. It takes like Bobby like whole minutes to check the wings. Like, okay, let's get back into. It. He's like, I got to check these things. And he's Dude, like, I was. Okay, drunk, I don't know. If I was messed up. Dude, I, I mean, I had a, a, a quick time. A quick summary of our state of mind with that, like, Bob, when you pulled out the chicken wings, we didn't get plates, we didn't get paper towels, we stood around the rack they were cooked on, and we just started eating them. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. state we were in that well, look, so like, That's a compare. We got one movie where I had to watch a second time functional, versus the movie that was spoiled for me by the motherfucker on this podcast. But yeah, I, I honestly, this is, they're both great. Endgame, though. Just quick by aside, I wasn't at Mark's bachelor party. Clearly, his bachelor party and mine were very different experiences. Oh my god! Oh, I was oh, I, my, I was not sober for yours either, Sal. Just letting you know. <laughs> um, is that enough, Mark? What do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think this conversation and this vote being so difficult speaks volumes about how great uh, Into the Spider Verse is. Especially, you know, a thing that we routinely brought up in you know analyzing all these movies is like really tired of the opening arc of like how did i get my superpowers the origin stories has been kind of worn to death with how often they get repeated and it's an origin story movie that just pulls it off so well um even though it, it it's different enough with a whole new spin on it and with the whole multiverse thing that it doesn't feel tired and, and old like the other origin stories uh does but uh, one of the points that i think uh, mike brought up that's completely valid is you know if, if you judge these movies in a vacuum does endgame is that a singular better movie than Into the Spider-Verse? If if you take away seeing all the things leading up to it, if you go in blind, which of these two movies do you enjoy more? I would have to imagine Into the Spider-Verse would just make more sense. There's so many things that have been built up into Endgame. But unfortunately, kind of like what, you know, we're, this is just a personal thing. And I can't judge that movie by that um, uh perspective because that's not the one i share i share the perspective of someone that fucking loved all the movies leading up to it and was extremely excited and has loved how the studio has constantly had to go to bat against a higher stack against itself each time they keep raising the stakes of what we anticipate um you know narratively from these films and they keep you know just knocking out of the park and for them to do it again after infinity war i think was a huge ask and it was Going into it, I was like, I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but I have faith in them, and they absolutely pulled it off. And um, just the 
just to give you guys an example, and obviously I know with a lot of these MCU movies, you know, this is this is the case, but this is one of those matchups where it's a standalone movie versus one of the MCU movies, and in this case, one of the culmination MCU movies, is at before Sal's wedding, our friend Phil, who's watched maybe a quarter of the, the MCU movies, he had no idea what was going on. Hence why I was asking the question, like, if we judge it as just a standalone movie, you know, get someone who has never watched any Spider-Man movies or any of the MCU movies, would they enjoy Endgame as much? Well, he's not but one I of mean, the voters on this panel, right? That, here's my point to that. And it's well, it's a personal preference. You know, you can't, you can't give yourself a perspective that you don't have, right? You can try to understand, acknowledge it. But, like, it's also unfair to say a movie has to be evaluated in a vacuum. Like... Ask any credible Star Wars fan. Nearly all of them will tell you Empire Strikes Back is the best one. But what is the Luke, I am your father without a new hope? In a vacuum, the best Star Wars movie, it needed groundwork to be laid. That's the thing about any sequel, any third movie. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, it's just like we're picking which one of these two films we... And if Mike, if you're... you're, Because that's why a lot of times when I pick these movies, I explain like, this is what... This is how I pick this movie. I, I... Put these two things together, and I like this thing about this movie more. And if you want to come and say, like, I put these two movies in a vacuum and just by themselves, which one do I like more? And you say, I like Spider-Verse more than Endgame, because I think without having everything leading up to it, Endgame is just not as strong as a film. I would just, yeah, that's your opinion, dude. I totally respect that, and I think that's a valid argument. And if that's the argument you want to make, then... Hey, go for it. I mean, and that's what we're choosing on each. I mean, of these, fundamentally, you know? this is subjective as hell. You don't even have to make an argument. Yeah, much I think it's a valid like thing you can put at. Yeah, but not not having that experience, having seen everything leading up to it, you know, I was primed and ready to like this film, and maybe it is a little unfair because they've had you know fifty six hours of my undivided attention to build this thing up, and you know that's hey, that's totally you know they took a risk, kind of cementing that like. I think people that watch this are going to have watched everything else and we can throw in little tidbits that are really going to pay off for them. Um, and they knew that if someone didn't have that, you know, these scenes aren't going to land, you know, someone probably saw Captain America with Thor's hammer and was like, yeah, he uses a shield, uses a sword. I thought he used a gun earlier. Like what the fuck? Who cares? He's using it, you know, but people who know what that means, it paid off a lot more. For them. But yeah, I think, I think if you wanted to evaluate everything in a vacuum and you said, no, nah, Endgame's not as good as into the spider verse, man, I, 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 I I could absolutely see that argument and I could see why you would even go that way too. Steph, let's move on. Cause I'm ready to get controversial. Yeah. Um, so can my boy Peter catch a break? Uh, cause in all his forms, Spider-Man homecoming now takes on the other half of this, uh, qu- equation. And that is Avengers infinity war. Bobby wants to be controversial. Let's let him lead it off. I'm not that controversial. I thought Spider-Man homecoming was better than Avengers Infinity War. I like Avengers Infinity War quite a bit. Um, I think the other, I think its sequel, Endgame was a stronger movie. It it being a part one and a part two, you know, having the Avengers movies end on a sad note is very, uh, having any of these Marvel movies end on a sad note is a very big change. And I was bold to do. Um, when shit went dark in that movie, um, everybody in the theater was quiet. Like, at the end of that thing. They're just quiet. Like, it was chilling shit. Spider-Man Homecoming, they essentially did this. A movie, a guy we've heard the origin story for twice, or multiple times, quite frankly, 
with two failed franchises from 2000, starting in 2000. It failed twice in 2002. We're on the third Spider-Man franchise, not even counting the animated one. Whoa, okay? I wouldn't say it failed twice, all right? Just because it, Spider-Man 3 sucked doesn't mean the Raimi that, franchise was they bad. Didn't make I don't think hated the Raimi franchise. They were printing but. money, and they, they did it so bad they didn't make another one, all right? The second one, too. I'm sure they made money on both of those. I'm talking in terms of, like, good. This is on the third one, man, and that was... Spider-Man Homecoming is is very well done, and I'm gonna maybe I'm just a guy for bad guys in movies. I'm a big fan of bad guys in movies. Fucking Keaton, man, Keaton kills it as the Vulture. Stefan made reference to the um, limo scene uh, when we first were doing this um, back when we were uh, picking in the first round against Unbreakable. I'll give that, that was Mark scene. who brought it up. But Mark I agree did. Sorry, Mark. I agree. Apologize. It, um, yeah, I think we all agree with that scene being phenomenal. Again, if, this is a I, I I don't expect it to win. But I really think this was that Spider-Man Homecoming movie. They've just hit the a home run of all home runs. And maybe part of it is expectations where like these Avengers movies have said, Mark said it, they have a high bar they're trying to clear over and over again. And maybe I went in with a little bit lower expectations for Spider-Man Homecoming because they'd ate shit a couple times with me in Spider-Man. But man, it's the bad guy put us over the top for me. As good as Thanos is, fucking Keaton, man. Killed it. So, yeah, I'm going homecoming. I want to, if I can, and I don't, and maybe this is going to put too much, I want to follow Bob because I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, last round, noticed a couple panels said that was their favorite Spider Man. That was not me because this one's my favorite Spider Man. And uh, I think Infinity War, like Bobby said, had a lot of great things going for it. But what I liked, I, I agree with everything Bobby said, but what really put this movie over the top, and this is what even makes it a tough argument with Infinity War, with the in, insane cast that they had, is I loved every scene in Homecoming. I was entertained in every scene. I wasn't bored. And it is because they just had a phenomenal supporting cast. All these characters, all these kids, just they did a dynamic, fantastic job just keeping my attention. And that and that goes through rewatches because I recently watched this film again. And there's a couple times in, in Infinity War with a couple of the arcs that kind of drag a little bit for me, especially in second viewing. First viewing, I'm, at, I'm glued to my seat. You know, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. And second viewing, I was like, Okay, I, I know these next two scenes, you know, they're going to, you know, talk to Thanos here or whatever. Um, and just Homecoming, it was just like every scene was just getting to the point I mentioned this last week. Um, was funny. Jokes landed all the time. I just felt that movie just moved at such a breakneck speed, which Infinity War does too. I think there's a lot of commonalities here. But overall, I just enjoyed Homecoming a lot more. Um, and I agree with Bob with the, the villain thing. Um, Spider-Man and Batman have the best rogues galleries. You're not going to get a lot of people arguing for Vulture. He's not. That's what I like about these new Spider-Man movies is they're taking some of the kind of freak show villains that aren't super popular. Probably because Vulture is supposed to be a fucking old man that's like dying of cancer and shit. They kind of tweak that. These are level. These are level two and three bad guys in the video game. Yeah, they're (laughs) yeah they're not they're not the grade A. It's not Venom and it's not Doc Ock or even uh, Lizard Man. Uh, And they did include Shocker. Who is always and they the did have, first. And that was a good. And that was, that was he's a always the first villain. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think this is. I agree with Bob. I think kind of controversial potentially because I think Infinity War was a fantastic film that did a lot of things right. And even when I was making those points for Spider Man, I was like, you know, Infinity War does that really well too. Um, I just overall really. I'll go ahead and going. even the tally then. Yeah. So you know, I'm not surprised to have hear Spider Man get a couple of votes, but I'll go ahead and throw my tally on for Infinity War. Um, I second, third, fourth, fifth all the compliments you guys are giving about homecoming it's it's fucking phenomenal and you're right mark if if it's not spider-verse this is a totally worthy best spider-man um i got no qualms with that 
But um, you, you mentioned villains. I like Keaton. I like they did it. I think Thanos is the second bet. If, if Heath Ledger Joker is the best villain in superhero movies, Thanos is amazing. Do you know how hard it is to pull off Thanos? Yeah, yeah, Vulture. Is, Thanos is a weird cosmic thing. He's a big purple guy with a scrotum sack jaw. For people to take him seriously, for Brolin to pull that off, do you remember how people felt about Thanos after it? Thanos was right. Thanos did nothing wrong. He be, he was the villain of the movie who became the protagonist to probably millions of people who had never heard of him before, had never read one of his stories. Like, I read the old Infinity War, the old Secret Wars, and all those things. And, like, that's a character I never expected to be done. And for him to hit out of the park as a completely digital villain as well, like... A lot of digital villains, they don't hold up well, right? We see the seams, we see the cracks, they look fake, composed. Thanos was very compelling, very convincing, and it was all around a fantastic movie. Um, one of my all-time favorite visuals in any of these Marvel movies is when uh, Doctor Strange does like the million palm Buddha thing where he replicates himself. Like when you get to see like kind of Doctor Strange's power set unleashed, um, there were just so many good set pieces. And again, it's not to take away anything from spider-man far from home but those two avengers movies they're just a net they they ascended to a higher level they went super saiyan they uh, they achieved a new benchmark in my eyes so um both worthy of praise but i i give it up to infinity war stefan just real quick mike and sal whichever one of you is going to talk next be the one who is picking infinity war let's just do some good production here guys come on <laughs> Neither of them. Is. See, oh, the... Infinity War's going Whoa. down. Infinity War's Holy going down right here. Shit. I saw Sal shaking his head, and I'm like, oh, it's going down. Then I look at Mike, and Mike's like, not put his footing on mute. I'm like, gentlemen, sweep <laughs> for Avengers Infinity War. Woo. Uh, just quick thing. Don't get me wrong. I love both of these movies. For me, the deciding factors are two things. Considering how far along we were, the Avengers Infinity War, there was a lot of exposition in that movie, considering how many movies in we were in at that point. And then the second thing for me is actually something you touched on, Steph, is, and Bobby as well, it came down to the villains for me. For me, I didn't really, it didn't really jive with me the reason why Thanos wanted to get rid of half of the universe's population. It was literally just population control. He wanted to do a culling for, honestly, just for culling's sake. Like, he's seen a couple planets where they were overpopulated, so he thought, you know, it's a good idea killing half of these motherfuckers. Oh, you know, it'd be a better idea? Let's do this with the whole universe. It, it, Can I at least clarify? It, it made, you're being it, very it, dismissive, Mike. It, it just you made didn't see a planet. It happened to his planet. His planet got destroyed. It's not like, oh, that planet over there is populated. That's, and, that's and, and, also and, and, with Gamora's planet. To, to, to build off of that, too, he is like, now it didn't happen. We're on it, motherfucker. Like, isn't that where they fight? Like, this used to be my home. See how bad it is? That's why I'm doing it. And they're like, yeah, whatever. We're going to kill you. I'm, I'm not sure we need to really pour one out for this one necessarily because the second half of it is made it to the next right. round. So it's not even to be like, shout out to this actor or that actor. They were all in the next one. Man, I was getting ready, guys, to like really give one, give a shout out to Jacob Batalon, who plays the best friend, Ned, in uh, Sp mm, in Super. Because I, I was, I was like, I mean, because I was like, I was getting ready for me and stuff on to wave the flag of the one Filipino guy in this thing. Huh? You like, Bob, you like him. I, and I think he does great at the role. As a Spider Man fan, I hate that they stole Miles' best friend and gave him yep. to Peter. 
That his bothers the, me. His name in the comics is a Genki, right? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't very, know that. Spider Verse, and like, I, I think he does well in the role. I like him as a character, but as a Spider-Man fan, that bugs the hell out of me. To, to be fair, though, I think Into the Spider Verse, he's not there, and it does all right, right? Like it, th- that character does not define Miles, and that they, movie honestly, kind of it's not even, it, like, I just like how they, they play off of each other. But I mean, I agree with you, Steph. Like that was something like when you know of Miles' character is like, oh, one of the things that comes with this is he has a really fun best friend that plays off of him really well. This is a really cool character, and I agree. It kind of sucks. It's like, oh, you just kind of snipe that. You just like kind of you can kind of see like they're going like we're going to take the best bits and put them here Um, because it also happened in Far From Home. They gave him Miles' red and black suit. Like they're like, okay, it was just Peter just keep borrowing things from other Spider Men. All right. We're just trying to make good movies, man. So, 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 Seth, what you're saying is that the white man is appropriating the black man stuff again? That's how it always is. So, congratulations to Spider-Man Homecoming, man. By the way, I do like that the first (laughs) round became the round where we're just going to talk about all these movies. And I'll I'll say this quickly because um, Infinity Wars is clearly going to lose now. The one thing that, I guess, with this new um, interest in all the Marvel movies that sort of ruined Infinity Wars for me was... We knew how many movies, you know, Captain America, you know, Iron Man, they had left. So as great as the movie was, I was just like, okay, I got to, you know, wait a year. How are they going to get them back? Because I know they have another movie left on their contract. (laughs) The movies are too popular. There's too much news about them. Can I say, I just want to change, because that was a big thing. That was a big knock on Infinity War was the, well, they're all coming back. So who cares? And all my opinion is like, have you ever read a comic book? Everyone's died and come back like seventeen times. This yeah. is just how comic books. And work I mean, I, th- I think it. I think that stuff just makes the Endgame movie m- so much more of a success. Is they, they just wrote themselves into a corner. It's like, hey, you guys know we're gonna bring them back. How the fuck are we gonna do it? And he's like, well, you're gonna have to do some weird, wacky fucking shit. And it's like, yeah, we're gonna do some weird, weird, wacky shit. That's the only way you can explain this without just being like, we got the stones and we undid the snap. And it's like, well, that's not very exciting. So, you know, I, and I, I do feel uh, there is a point to that. But there's also what makes it interesting is like, well, they really fucking wrote themselves into a corner. How are they going to? We did know everybody. You're right. Everyone knew like they're going to come back. And it's like you also notice at the end of Infinity War, it's like it looks like all the main Avenger people are seem to be a OK. And just all the new added on fat has been cut. Um, so we know we're just going to get like kind of a classic Avengers movie after, but you know, still, I think the success comes in like, here's a corner we painted ourselves into. How are we going to get out of it? I think that's what makes Endgame a strong G- contender. Gamora died in the first one, right? Just real quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I, most, most of the characters did. I, and I agree with you guys on that. And that's what makes Endgame so great. And which sort of, you know, makes Infinity War a little anticlimactic. Right. We I, all I knew. <laughs> well, Stefan. Next pick, I guess. Next one. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that is a that's. I mean, both deserve, but Infinity War going down. I'll definitely say that's an upset. Um, let's move. Keep the next one nice and short. The uh, March of the Penguins ends here, and uh, the Black Panther moves on. Let's just be honest. Mike, just Mike watched this movie the other day. Oh, right? Mike, to the March of the Penguins. Mark, you watched it. Mike watched it the other day, right? Yes, I did. And shout out! I was, shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer. Damn. <laughs> I was essentially live tweeting the movie to Bobby yeah. as I was watching it, and I had forgotten just how ridiculous Batman Returns. Wait, is. do we both have? Do we both have the same favorite part? I mean, it's Tim Burton at at his Tim Burtoniest. Mike, is your favorite part the same part as my favorite part? Uh, the part that you had alluded to for the last few weeks. Oh yeah, when when Penguin gets outed and he's back in his little thing, and the dude calls him a. Uh, 
Oswald, and he's like, no, I am Penguin. I am an animal. Crank up the AC. Yes. Best part of that movie, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, this thing's going down, but... Yeah, Black that's Panther a fun deserves movie, to man. go by. Batman it's Returns a fun, a fun movie. movie. <laughs> uh, it's a lot more absurd than I remember it being as a kid. Dude, all these movies are just Edward Scissorhands with Batman. <laughs> all right, Stefan. Well, Black Panther moves along. Now we got the Battle of the Billionaire Boys. We got Dark Knight taking on Iron Man. Mark, I know you're not that hardcore of a, a Batman, Mark, but are you going to go with the uh, Batman movie on this uh, in this battle? Yeah, I, I think... It is going to be tough uh, to pick against Dark Knight just in general, just because it is such a high quality film. And I think Iron Man was a such a fantastic first step to get that this whole ball rolling. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned before, uh, we all got to see an early clip, you know, because we were at uh, WonderCon one year. They were doing a panel and just that clip. I was sold just there. I was like, man, this movie looks fun and interesting. And it really looks like they've you know, really nailed Tony Stark as a character, you know, great casting, fantastic acting just in this, like, you know, what 30 second scene we saw where he's testing how to fly. Um, but it's undeniable just how great dark Knight is. And you're right. I'm not a DC Mark at all. None of those characters particularly resonate with me. Um, so to have this movie just kind of floor me. Um, and obviously a lot of that credit goes to Heath Ledger. Um, I think he does carry the film to some extent. You know, I, I do think, uh, you know, I, I, but I don't think uh, his death is overshadowing or kind of making his portrayal us think it's more than what it is because it is just fantastic. You know, whether ultimately what happened to the actor who portrayed it or not, the performance was fantastic. And um, it was just such a fun ride as well. And ultimately, you know, when I think about these two movies, I just think Dark Knight's a better film. Yeah, I've said everything I'm going to say. I thought one was I thought Iron Man was the best superhero movie ever for two months. Dark Knight, though. Yeah, uh, both of these both of these movies are uh, they contain characters that let you posit: if you have endless amounts of money, can you be a superhero? And both of these movies came out in two thousand eight. And similar to Bobby, Iron Man was one of my favorites until Dark Knight came out. Sal, any argument? Couldn't agree more. The only thing I will say though is Dark Knight. Don't sleep on the supporting cast. Michael Caine is uh, Alfred. You know, they oh, had that, a great the fucking cast speech the whole way through. That whole speech about wanting to see the world burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shout outs to uh, actor who was the brown guy in the cave with an injured Tony Stark. I yeah, do not Middle know. Eastern guy. <laughs> I do a lot of Middle Eastern There's people in that movie, East. Bobby. That's the only one I got. Ready. We got to got to got the talk. <laughs> Shout out to that dude. Forgot his character's name even. <laughs> Yin Sen. Wasn't he supposed to be uh, Vietnamese in the original? I, in the I, mean, I mean, this one. Look. Yeah, look. We've got I'm not a pro on Iron Man. Yeah, I'm look, not a pro on Iron what, Man. What conflict was America in when they wrote this shit, Mike? All right. Viet- Vietnam. <laughs> well, here we go. In this one, we were blowing shit up in the Middle East. <laughs> Dark Knight moving on to the next matchup. We got Avengers 1 versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, and I'll throw this out first. Uh, you can tell how I feel about the movie, but I think this is going to be another case for me of a solo taking down a team effort. Captain America, Winter Soldier, no problem. If I start hearing votes rolling in for Avengers, I'll make a more uh, vehement argument for Winter Soldier. But as of right now, it's Winter Soldier for me. Mike, you take it. 
Yeah, I'm going to be agreeing with uh, Stefan. I'm going with Winter Soldier as well. Uh, the fact, it, it, it plays big for me, the fact that it would stand as just a good regular movie rather than just a good superhero movie. Uh, so I'm going with Winter Soldier. And Sal. also I want to see the uh, matchup of uh, Winter Soldier versus Dark Knight. Sal? Uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. You know, Winter Soldier, you know, basically, you know, reset the, the Marvel, um, you know, universe. But I do want to throw a shout out to Avengers, the end where Thor, uh, with Thor where Hulk is, uh, you know, with Loki and he just smacks him around. And he goes, puny God. Yeah, I'm going to say Avengers, but it's actually no, I'm not. Look, the only reason this is a debate is because of Loki straight up. Loki is my favorite part of all these Marvel movies. That is straight up my favorite part of these movies is Loki. And he seems like a legitimate threat with not even being in the zip code of the powers of these other motherfuckers, right? Like, some of it is like circumstantial and what he's got behind him and stuff, but fucking Tom Hiddleston is the fucking man in those movies. But yeah, I'm still going Captain America, Winter Soldier. That one, barely. <laughs> Look, don't, don't, you know, obviously Loki was huge. They're, they're creating an, a show for him. <laughs> that's what, I mean, look, that's it. Like, a lot of these movies, Stefan said it's like a lot of these Marvel movies have a tough time with bad guys. Not with this fucking one. <laughs> Not with Avengers. <laughs> you know, I'll just round it out. You know, I am also going with Winter Soldier. Um, and I, I agree with you, Bob. I, I, you know, I think Loki does a great job. I think in some of the failings of the Avengers movies is you need to have that villain that kind of encapsulates a threat that would demand the, you know, attention of all these extremely powerful beings. Um, that's kind of where like age of Ultron kind of falls flat sometimes. Uh, what I really liked about winter winter soldier is it was really showing this Marvel movie brand that it can kind of branch out a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of consider this to be quasi a political thriller as well as a superhero movie. And uh, it was kind of the shot in the arm. I think the whole kind of franchise needed. Uh, Cause I think at, at this point, and I think even more so after the fact, some of these movies do kind of start feeling samey uh, cause they do hit the same kind of narrative beats and action beats. Um, and I, I think this movie does as well, uh, but it puts a spin on it and it puts a different kind of arc on it. That kind of makes it a little different than just, you know, this, this bad guy's trying to get the powerful weapon and it's kind of a political thing with the dismantling of shield, which has been this weird kind of governmental entity that has been kind of upfront, uh, you know, fronting the Avengers and the superheroes and what happens when that goes away. Um, and ultimately leads into other storylines that they get into later. Um, I just thought winter soldier was really fun. Uh, both these movies are fantastic for different reasons. Um, but I think ultimately I give the nod to Winter Soldier because it kind of dips its toes in some different genres that, uh, you know, the studio hasn't dwelled into super deeply. And I think it does a fantastic job and kind of shows that, you know, we have range here. This superheroes is just a kind of arc and there's lots of different avenues we can do in this. Obviously we can hit comedy pretty well, but political thriller is not outside the realm of what we can pull off. And I think they proved that in this one. All right. You know, let's not, let's not forget with, um, you know, looking at Winter Soldier and now, um, Endgame, you know, Winter Soldier, it was Black Widow who released all the secrets and was like basically the one who was like, I'm going to take the higher stance in that movie. And then she's the one who sacrifices herself in the Endgame. You know, let's not forget how important she is to this series. That's fair. That's fair. All right. 
Uh, yeah, move, we got the uh, last remaining uh, Avengers survivor. Will it survive for one more? I'll go ahead and say yes, it does. Taking on Thor Ragnarok, just, you know, what did I say with Logan? Uh, I think I quoted the Dumb and Dumber, is uh, you totally redeemed yourself moment that Logan uh, gave that whole character. That's what Thor 3 was, because uh, boy, did Thor 2 just was a bummer to everyone. Thor like, 3 was just a comedy. The fact that it was going to get a third... The fact that it was going to get a third movie, part of, oh, I think a handful of us were like, I don't know if it needs it. Like, I don't know where we're going with this, that it needs it. Dude, but. seriously, like, this is like the one of these movies where like, it is like all these movie Marvel movies are a little funny. This one's just a comedy. Like, straight up, this movie is just a comedy. Um, Endgame. So, for me. Agreed. Thor 3 shout was out, great. Shout out, shout out to Goldblum. <laughs> Thor 3 was great. It's going to get itself a Thor 4. <laughs> but it's Endgame, not even close. <laughs> Any other objections? No, any other words say, for in, or uh, Ragnarok? for Ragnarok? Yeah, I would just say you know I, I think you're right, Bob. It was it spent more time in the comedy realm and just bathed in it longer. Yeah, not a criticism. Just no, hilarious. not because it pulls it off, and I, I think they got the correct director to do it. And again, this is one of those things when you're judging these two. You know, Thor had a lot up against it, right? It had a very poor second film, um, and I think something that kind of didn't help it enough is. Uh, as much as you talked up Loki in uh, Avengers, Bobby, like he can't say he can't hold all the movies, right? He couldn't hold uh, Dark World. Uh, him and Chris, Chris Helmsworth just—they're they're not enough star power to save that film. They just didn't have enough to work with there. But you see, you know Hemsworth, and when you bring in Hulk and some other secondary characters like Valkyrie and Goldblum, uh, there's a lot of material to work with. Um, still, just. What they had to do in Endgame was just so much more challenging that they still knocked out of the park that you kind of have to give them the nod. But Ragnarok was awesome, and I'm, gl I'm glad, like Sal said, they saw, like, this is something worth preserving and adding on to. We can tell more stories like this in this kind of uh, genre, and we want to keep that going, and I'm excited to see what they continue to do with it. With, we, one we last got a snippet. We got a snippet of what Thor Ragnarok would be when those uh, Thor at Home series came out that were on YouTube. That's true. Those were hilarious. Yeah. I believe that's when uh, Taiki, um, I never know how to pronounce his name. Taika Watiti. Ta when Taika Watiti, I think, met with uh, Helmsworth and uh, the producers of Mar Marvel, I think he said that he wanted to do it like the Thor at Home series. And that's what sold uh, Chris Helmsworth on having, I think, Taika as the uh, director. I know for me, I was sold first few minutes of the movie when Thor gets captured and he's just spinning around and like the enemy is there giving like the big grandiose speech he's like wait 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 a second I'm coming back around I'm coming back around all right all right continue on continue on um I just wanted to give Thor Ragnarok uh, its props because it it really did save uh save Thor I think as a as a franchise going forward uh singularly but you know for as much shit as maybe you guys thought I was gonna be in any game in the previous round that was just splitting hairs, and uh, between these two movies, um, I'm going with Endgame. We saw Thor Ragnarok for Mark's birthday, too. Remember that. I want to say one thing about Ragnarok. I don't know if you guys felt the same. or one thing that There's one thing that hurt Ragnarok, and that was that goddamn ad that revealed Thor facing Hulk in the arena. That should not have no. been advertised yeah. en masse. That should have been a moment where you're in the theater... And then you're waiting. You're expecting it. You're thinking it. But then to have confirmation of it, that should not have been the center point of the ad. My only criticism is I didn't give a shit about uh, Hella. Honestly. Ultimately. Because I was like, for me, when they left Goldblum City, I'm like, oh, man, really? 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if, great movie. If, there, if there's one thing about, I know, I know we're going back to a different movie, but if there's one thing I didn't enjoy about um, uh, Avengers uh, Infinity Wars is that the progress that Thor made in Ragnarok, they basically got rid of in Infinity War, where in Ragnarok, he goes, I don't need the hammer. I'm the fucking God of Thunder. Watch me do some shit. And then in Infinity Wars, he's like, I need a new weapon. All right. Advancing, Stefan. Advancing is endgame. Next round, we're about to get real interesting, I think. And that is Spider-Man Homecoming. Meeting in the Elite Eight, Black Panther. Where you, where you Spider-Man fanboys at? I'll start off. I, I love Black Panther, but I'm going to give this someone to Spider-Man. I, I know um, I, it's probably going to lose because I know I think I know where you guys are going to vote. But I, I, I love the Spider-Man movie. I, it took down Avengers uh, Infinity War. It's it's finally Marvel getting its hands back on, you know, they're probably, you know, crown jewel of superheroes and doing the movie right. I'm going with Black Panther. Um, a lot of it is like, they're both these movies are great. I thought Black Panther was incredible. I like the sub, like the sub, not even a plot, but like the theme of um, whether you help other nations. Like they're pretty much, a deb- it was a debate about like, you know, foreign aid happening halfway in that movie too in the background of this badass like michael uh, like michael b jordan's character of killmonger and stuff um i just i mean i like both these movies so much it's just i like black panther more that's it <laughs> that's what it came down to <laughs> killmonger was one of the most nuanced supervillains that i think uh, we've ever had Oh yeah! By the way, by ones who may not be bad guys, Killmonger's up there. <laughs> Killmonger's one of those. I'm like, ha- I'm like, I might be on board with Killmonger's ideas here, folks. <laughs> not, not very far into the movie, you can see, you know, why Killmonger is the way he is, and he's not wrong in a lot of the things he said, and that's acknowledged by a. Uh, what the hell is Black Panther's actual name? Uh, T'Challa. Um, yeah. he even. Sh- Killmonger's crusade and what Killmonger thought was one of the main reasons why T'Challa opened up Wakanda at the end of the movie and, you know, started giving aid. So for me, it's Black Panther and it's because of Killmonger. I mean, it's a tale as old as time, right? It's diplomacy versus force, right? It's how are we going to achieve these means? You know, what is the route we're going to go? I'm also Black Panther. Black Panther, this is tied for the most I've ever seen a movie in the theater. Um, I saw this seven times in the theater. Like it was, it was a special event, you know? Um, and one thing I gave it credit to, uh, I think it, you know, we gave credit to guardians of the galaxy, the world building in this movie, like for as late in the MCU run as this is, this is a self-contained movie. This wasn't trying to bridge or build a bunch of threads to the other Marvel movies. Like besides the end scene, um, with winter soldier where they give him his arm and they reveal that he's been there, you know, like, we're going to fix him. Like this is a very self-contained within the MCU movie. And it had to build a fake hypothetical nation with all these separate tribes. And the world building is phenomenal. I understood it all. Wakanda was a phenomenal and interesting like locale in terms of the way it worked and everything. Like, so all those things that I loved about guardians, I thought this nailed it out of the park. Um, And then if it weren't for all those superlatives, 
1992, Oakland, California. How, well, well, how can I possibly go against that? <laughs> I just want to say we have the exact final four I thought we were going to, but we first started this thing. Not necessarily what I thought, what I think it should be, but what we are, we are where, you know, I thought we'd end up. So let's get fucking real, folks. Well, well, just to to be fair, for dramatic purposes, I should have just went next because it would have been more it would have been more dramatic, Stefan, yeah. to have you give the final vote because I, I actually am technically going to vote for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, like I I've sang, I've sung those praises enough. I really enjoyed Black Panther. I think one of the things that's hurting it for, on a personal level is I haven't seen it. I think more than the one time I saw it in theaters, I have not had multiple viewings of it, and maybe when I watch it more, I'll appreciate it more. Um, one of the things I like about Black Panther and Wonder Woman and even Captain Marvel is they're empowering they're empowering uh, superhero films for certain people, right? Like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel is very empowering for women, and I feel that it actually makes me excited to watch the films and just watch this with the acknowledgement that like people are being inspired by just seeing a representation of themselves acting heroic. Um, and Black Panther has that too, you know, and you, you heard a lot of the hubbub before about like, you know, first, you know, African-American superhero. We've obviously talked about films that came before it. Um, but this was really something that I think a lot of people gravitated towards to be like, this is a superhero that represents me and my nation and something to be proud of. And I think, you know, the building of, I mean, obviously this stuff was all in the comics, but Wakanda and Black Panther just gave a lot, it just gave a whole community, a hero that not only is just something that like, oh, you know, that's not just a representation of my nationality, but that's like, this is a person that I can look up to that is that is being heroic in more than just I'm fast and strong and can punch hard in their heart and ideals and how they do conflict management. You know, so I, th- I do think Black Panther is a very powerful film in those aspects. And it's not fair. I just like Spider-Man more. Uh, I just, you know, through and through, again, not having seen Black Panther a bunch, I just really enjoyed a lot of the Spider-Man roller coaster that I went on. And it's a ride that I've gone on multiple times. I think Black Panther is a little bit heavier and probably why I'm not jumping to watch it again. An extremely powerful moving film as well. But personally, I just like Homecoming a little bit more. Black Panther completely worthy of moving on though. And we got so that's our final four, fellas. Um, we got it is a juggernaut of a final four. In one matchup, we have the Dark Knight taking on Captain America: Winter Soldier. On the other side, we have Avengers: Endgame taking on Black Panther. So we'll move into the first matchup. We got Dark Knight taking on Captain America, and I'll go first here. I got Captain America: Winter Soldier. Do we have to even make arguments anymore? We've yes. all talked about this many times. Okay. Yeah. Because well, all right. I mean, unless, unless unless this is a gentleman's sweep, because I will find this is the thing that I've reserved saying on this entire bracket. I don't like Batman. I think he has one of the best, if not the best, rogues gallery. Batman himself, painfully uninteresting to me. Wait, are are we about to make the argument that hasn't been made um, in the four episodes, but has been bandied about? when it comes to Batman for eons, that Batman actually isn't a superhero? No, oh, I don't. No. He's absolutely a no, superhero. No, he doesn't like him. I just don't like him. I don't functionally like him as a character. The, as strongly as Mark feels about Superman being uninteresting, I find Batman to be uninteresting. He so, just always has the answer to everything. You know? Um, it's, it's boring. It's, uh, <laughs> this is, Dark Knight is the Joker movie. 
And that's why it's deserving of all its praise, of all its recognition, is for the Joker. Even the most ardent fans can usually agree to some extent, Christian Bale's Batman is kind of forgettable. He's no one thinks of him as like the best essential Batman I, I, above all the other Batman, usually. I told you Keaton's my favorite Batman. And I still So think it's I'm like <laughs> I love Christian Bale, but it's not an even performance. It's not too juggernaut head. Not necessarily say that Captain America has that, but Captain America is one of my favorite Marvel heroes. He has been for a long time. I love his relationship with Bucky. The heart of that, that always gets me, is that recurring line of with you till the end of the line. Like, this may be where I die. This may be the end of the story. Like, it's a story about best friends. Like, I, I've always found that charming. I've always loved that. And Winter Soldier has GSP. It's got G- motherfucking GSP has Batroc the Leaper. Uh, okay, that was um, a fair point. I was, I was like, I'm like, okay. And then I just said GSP. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I'll make that, my, my argument here. Um, I have nothing bad to say about Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. I think it's an inc- incredible movie. I don't have anything bad to say about most of these movies, quite frankly, at this point. Um, especially at this point. Um, Dark Knight, though, there's nothing Stefan said about maybe Batman not being that interesting. It's fine. Doesn't change the fact for me that The Dark Knight is the best movie I have seen in this genre ever. A lot of it is the Joker. The, some of the themes in this movie is just like, this is 08 this came out. So, like, we're still living, you know, Bush and... The whole concept of Batman having a citywide surveillance system and, like, the morality of that. And uh, we even talked about Morgan Freeman yet as Lucius Fox. Him being like, I'll help you do it this one time and when we'll, we'll have to destroy it. Or, like, I'll never work with you. He didn't know he was going to destroy it. But, like, I, that's I quit because of it. The whole uh, scene where the people on the fucking boats, where the prisoners have the bombs for the civilians and the civilians have the bombs for the prisoners. That whole thing where just all of a sudden in the middle of it, Fucking um, dude from Friday shows up. By Debo. The way. Debo shows up. Tiny Lister shows up. Debo um, the hero. I mean, they both really, both these movies tackle real serious shit. Like the whole concept of safety versus security happens a lot in the Captain America one. Overall, though, I'm going with, I can't, I'm not picking, I can't pick against the Joker's performance because literally it is the Joker movie. Stefan said it. Nothing Stefan said was wrong for me. I disagree with maybe like Batman itself, but that's not even the point here. Like, the Joker's character is like a fucking onion. There's layer after layer after layer. And that's why I go with Dark Knight here. But I don't disagree. I don't have anything bad to say about Captain America Civil War. I don't have one bad thing to say about it. <laughs> I will just get into why I picked Dark Knight. Um, yeah, it may seem like Batman always seems to have the answer, but let's also remember he's basically modeled off of Sherlock Holmes. He's he's Sherlock Holmes with you know a cowl and you know a bad you know bad guy voice you know when he's talking. And one thing and I love about and yeah and, and a shit ton of money. And but Bob one, has once Bob, Mike Bob has once referred to you as the kind of Batman fan that refers to him as the detective. So. Of course, this is the stance you're going to take here. <laughs> but speaking about that, one of the things I loved about this movie that you don't really see in any of the other Batman movies is that he actually does some investigative detective work. For example, when he actually takes the brick that has the the, the bullet in there and he actually, you know, does some shit to actually figure out the answer that he doesn't know. Uh, I had to find something really small that I really liked because... No, I didn't want to play the same notes as to what it is I love so much about this movie. So 
I got one more for the next round if it makes it that far. <laughs> I got one more in the back pocket if it makes it that far. And I got to argue that. <laughs> well, I hope it does so that we can hear it. Um, and I'll be contributing to that. By okay, because I, I got to say, when you're saying all that shit, Mike, I'm just thinking, like, we've already explained each of these, like, like why I'm picking The Dark Knight is basically just what Bobby said. Like, it's a Joker movie. That guy just kills it. And it's not, you know, each time I do one of these movies, I'll say, like, oh, I like the ensemble cast or how the flow of this movie and none of it's consistent. It is completely isolated to each individual movie. Heath Ledger just does such a phenomenal job. He elevates this film and just raises it above all the small criticisms. But I'm laughing my ass off here, thinking Mike is watching this movie and being like, motherfuckers doing actual detective work here. That's a plus. That's a big plus. I'm like, who gives a fuck? He's running analytics on like a bullet casing. He's like, oh, this is authentic to the characters. Like, no, Heath Ledger. And honestly, when I think of Dark Knight, I kind of just think the one scene where he's dressed as a fucking nurse and he looks so super psychotic walking down the street. He's trying to get the bomb to explode. That that scene just there where he's walking away from the explosion is just fantastic in and of all the other fantastic scenes. So I think Winter Soldier is a phenomenal film and I, we gave it all the props that we in the other earlier rounds. But the Dark Knight is just special. It's one of a kind. And it is a lot of Heath Ledger um, lifting that film up. Sal? I'll save what I'm going to say about Dark Knight for the next round because it's going to win, but that scene that we're talking about with the hospital, that just shows you how great Heath Ledger was because that wasn't planned. That was actually a... Uh, oh, the fucking uh, button that's right, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I like that Sal's got the IMDb trivia for some of these, too. That's my favorite part. Of it. Sal's just got it loaded. <laughs> Let's pay all respect, though, to Marvel making a goddamn sequel better than the first that tackled some real serious real-world concepts of security versus liberty and what you're willing to give up for safety. Just want to say that. <laughs> Captain America is a interesting hero. He is a inter- he he has interesting storylines because of how big government is. Yep. I do not like You want to talk about an interesting He's basically a hero on the juice. Mike, what have I always been pro? When it comes to MMA, what have, I have always been pro steroids. Okay, of course I like Captain America. I like. I want to see the peak of human like physicality, the peak of human humanity, right there. That's Captain America. This movie literally taught you that GSP would whoop Captain America's ass if Captain America wasn't on steroids. Too. That's Batroc's problem. He's clean. He's clean. Usado, Usado was at Batroc's majority on the table. Captain Canada. Captain Canada. All right. Batman uh, to the fi- well, Dark Knight advances to the finals. Dark Knight's our first finalist. So seeing who we can see who will uh, meet him there. And we have Avengers Endgame taking on Black Panther. Um, this one is kind of easy to me as much as I love it. Mike, you put out the argument about a movie contained in a vacuum. Black Panther is the best MCU movie in a vacuum with no pretext. Self-contained story. You can come in completely cold and just follow a movie. That's Black Panther, in my opinion, of all the MCU movies. We keep saying it, though. Endgame's something special. Um, I'll just say I'm voting for Black Panther just because I enjoyed it more. But, yeah, that was, you know, Batman is a self-contained movie thing. I mean, that's not – I mean, you don't have to get whatever reason you have for it. Just going with I thought Black Panther beginning to end was a better film. But there's no wrong answer here at all for me. This one's – their Endgame was a fucking achievement of, what, 10 years, they said? 11 years of work? Awesome. But, yeah, I got Black Panther. I know it's about to lose, so I'm just saying that now. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, guys. It, it Put it is down. about to lose. Put it um, down, boys. <laughs> I'm putting down uh, Endgame as well. Yeah. My only hope was Mike to get a second vote. That's what it was on my debate was. 
Now, I'll, I'll put Endgame in. It, 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 this is, I think, when I first talked to Bobby and I saw this, I was like, okay, so it's going to be Dark Knight versus Endgame. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's what he said immediately. <laughs> that's like, fair. Yep, that's what's probably, happening. That's what I thought we were going to end up at, guys, to be honest. <laughs> some years it's K- Look, some years it's Kentucky versus Duke, okay? Just some years, that's how it works out. Yeah. All right. Even though the you final. have Endgame as a two seed. I was just uh, hiding my own bias. It would have been I, too obvious if I gave it a one. I'm just assuming whichever one you started, whatever bracket you started with, wasn't out. Was already made before Endgame came out. And you had Correct. To put it somewhere. It, I there had to put go. it somewhere. There and we I was go. like, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move a two to make space. I'm not gonna move a one. Um, but that's our finals, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We got Dark Knight versus Endgame. Maybe it was always ordained. Maybe this is the way it was always gonna be. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, this has been my baby to run this, so I'm gonna start the processions. I'm wondering if I can change some of your minds with this. Endgame is for me. It is for comic book fans. It is for superhero fans. This is the best superhero movie. This is what it's all for. This is the culmination of years of events. I am a big nerd. I like a lot of nerdy things. I like your Game of Thrones, your Star Wars. You know what's really fucking hard? To end something. To be the culmination, how many franchises have dropped the ball when you got to have that? Yes, the MCU goes on, but this is a conclusion to a massive thing. And what happens when the ending sucks? You don't want anything to do with it anymore. No one one watches Dexter again. No one watches Game of Thrones again. Star Wars is the most toxic fan base in the world because no one can agree on anything and everything is trash. This was an ending that made people happy. This was an ending that people were like, holy shit, they did it. This is also the this is the other movie that tied Black Panther for the most I've seen. I saw it so many times. And this is the only superhero movie that made me stand out of my seat and fucking exclaim like a three-pointer winning the over in overtime, the touchdown with no time left on the clock. When Captain America is fucking worthy and wields Thor's hammer. Yeah, that's one of the most iconic comic book moments there is. And also, it was like that was uh, when he finally gets to say Avengers Assemble. That is a small comic book thing that we had been building up this entire run to. He never completes that phrase till that moment. This, if you like comic books, this was the movie that was for you. And it fucking delivered. Dark Knight is a good movie. It is a great movie. It is a near flawless movie. But this, but Endgame is the superhero movie. It is the title we are playing for, and it just fucking nailed it. Oh, I don't so, think you had the. I I I thought I thought most of you were gonna pick Endgame. Is that not the case? Because that's Stefan just approached it from the other side there. Uh, I'm picking Endgame. And, yeah, exactly. And I think, I don't, since, I, got, uh, I think I Stefan's think... treating it like it's a Cinderella. I think it's about to win. I'm about to. Be the, I thought I'm about to be the only one picking Dark Knight here. Is what I think yeah, about to happen. I, I, I was going <laughs> to say that I'm, unless uh, Sal and Mark want to uh, disagree, I think the rest of us will probably pick Endgame. And, uh, I'm not making the argument as a Cinderella. I'm trying to make the argument of why it's undeniable. What, uh, what why do you like to wax poetic on this, Bob, on uh, Dark Knight? I don't think it's close. And I say that without trying to be, without any disrespect towards uh towards Avengers Endgame. I don't think it's close though because 
I want to watch Dark Knight the minute this is over, regardless of what happens. All right, I haven't watched it in a little bit. Um, I'm just going to bring up that in the B plot, C plot of this movie, Joker breaks Harvey Dent just to prove that, like, he pretty much, they pretty much do the whole, like, um, What's the name? What's the Joe? What's the bad? What's the Joker's thing about? Um, anybody can have a bad day. Which what? Which one bad day? One bad yeah. day. That's yeah. the killing joke. They pretty much do a bat one bad day with um with Harvey Dent just to prove, and the Batman says it, just to prove he can take the best of us and turn him, and that was just done for fun. That could have been the whole point of the movie. They just did that. That's just like a B or C plot. I look. Event of Endgame is an incredible achievement. I'll, and I'm impressed by it 17 times over. But I legitimately got sad during the last 15 minutes of The Dark Knight. I've said this to you guys. It's been 12 years. I'm sure all of you heard me say this. I got sad that I'm like, oh, my God, this isn't going to be topped because I was like, this guy's dead. Like, how are we going to top this? And I think Endgame got real close. Black Panther got real close. close. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier got real close. But for me, and this is a totally personal choice, and anybody has any reasons they want. For me, the single best superhero movie, single best superhero movie, is The Dark Knight. That's me. So, and Tyler, I, what do you got? I guess we're gonna leave this uh, up to Mark for the final vote because, Bobby, I'm gonna echo what you're saying. And um, to me, Dark Knight was where everyone's trying to get to. Um, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. The, even the supporting cast of Dark Knight was incredible, and the lines that they had, the you know, the all the storylines. You know, Bobby was mentioning about like how Batman is saying, you know, taking down the best of us. You know, Harvey Dent alluding to you either you know die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself turn into the villain. The yeah, end. By the way, know, shout out to by the way, shout out to the what's his name, Gary Oldman, because if you ever heard Gary Oldman speak. His accent is so far from American accent, and he's got a really good one. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I was just to keep going on with the Batman. You know, the uh, the whole uh, thing with um, what's his name, um, Morgan Freeman, where he's telling Batman how it's wrong that he has a surveillance system, and Batman like put your pe- put your name in it when it's done, and like that leap of faith. And then the you know Commissioner Gordon at the end talking about how Batman is not the hero that you know Gotham needs right now, but the two they deserve, and he, you know it's it, everything was just done I, right. I also like since this is let's just suck a stick a little bit more. Um, I uh, really because Stefan made a good point. A lot of times Batman just knows the fucking answer to everything, and Batman begins as I got that all over the place. Like he just is like knows everything, even as he's becoming Batman. This one, you could see the progression of him not taking Joker seriously to not knowing what the fuck to do about Joker to ultimately having some faith in humanity. But, like, the whole process he gets to ultimately to, like, they got to fucking make me the bad guy for this to work. Yeah, that's, I mean, we might be on an island here. So, Mark, Mark, what do you, you want to either um, take us home, tell Mark. Us, take us yeah, home, talk about how you like Avengers. To, I have to applaud Sal. That was exactly how we should do these voting because now it's a dramatic conclusion where I get to come in at the end and say uh, what I think we've all been saying about both films is obviously top tier of their class. And for me, they accomplish two different things. Um, I think The Dark Knight accomplishes what I think you could say is like the best superhero movie, right? This is the best 
standalone. You don't you do not need to see Batman Begins to jump into Dark Knight and understand and follow this film, you know, unless you have no concept of like who Batman is whatsoever. Um, and I think this is probably that's probably one of the strongest films that you can just throw to somebody that has, you know, relatively no information about superhero movies and they can watch that film and be like, whoa, that resonated, that connected with me um very easily because of the, how great the performance is and like Saul was mentioning the writing is incredible there's so many great little one-liner takeaways um what Endgame accomplishes and what the MCU set out to do that I think accomplishes to a T um is a representation of what superhero comic books are and that's what this is is comic books when you read the Marvel line or the DC line Justice League you're getting part of a story, right? And if you just read Justice League, you're just getting part of the story. To read, to get the full story, you have to invest yourself in multiple series about individual characters and how those stories intertwine. And that's what makes the MCU so special is that they weren't just doing superhero movies. They were replicating what their industry was, which is we make multifaceted stories that interweave with each other. And because of that, we ask a lot of the viewership. We're going to ask a big lot of you, if you really want to get into this shit and really get all the details and know what's going on on everyone's personal level, you're investing a lot of your time and money into buying comic books. You're buying everyone's series. Um, and that's why in comics, they put little notes like, yeah, this is referencing this comic book at this time. If you don't know, if you want to get more background, movies haven't tried to do that. It's one. I don't think there's been a lot of properties that really ask that or even have that kind of flow. Um, and it's a huge undertaking to say, like, we're going to set up five independent films to bleed into one, and we're going to weave all these storylines together. And that's what makes Endgame so um, special and fantastic, and it's ultimately why I'm picking it. Um, what I will say as well, and I think there's some truth to this to, to both extents, uh, watching MCU got me into reading comic books. I think the same could be said with Dark Knight. I mean, Bobby, I think you were reading some Batman stuff before, but I don't know if you saw that and that spurred you to read more or different ones. I mean, probably because Mike lives with me. Sal lives with me. They know I'd get that border scoop on, buy a Batman comic. Mike would read it in the car on the way home. And then I'd read it later. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the real champ, y'all. Borders, shout outs to them just leading, letting me read countless comics and graphic novels for free because I was a broke high school kid just sitting on their floor. Shout out to it, it, It's a testament to the stories, I think. Um, obviously, when you watch, because I, I, I was not into superhero comics. The MCU got me into them. Um, I was already into comic books. I read a lot of stuff from Image, like The Walk, Walking Dead, and a lot of the non-Cape and Crusaders stuff, because I just wasn't into this genre. And these movies, I, I've said it multiple times, like, I'm the Marvel marketing wet dream. Like, oh, we're going to put out these great films, and these dumbasses are going to go to the comic book store and start buying all the comics because they can't get enough of this shit, and they just we just drip feed them all the little content we want, and they'll just be happy to eat it up. And I'm one of those consumers, and I'm proud to be, and I have you know a, a pull list at my comic shop because I'm invested in these characters now. These movies got me interested enough to be like, I want more of this. And as I dip my toes in, I found the same thing with the comics that I did with these movies. Is like, whoa, these narratives are interesting, and it's really fucking fun to see how these different stories from different writers are being woven into each other. And, you know, me and Steph talked about a couple of years ago that they had this big secret war Marvel event, and they were doing really interesting shit. And I'm glad I got to experience that because the MCU brought me in. So um, I think both films are fantastic. I think they go after and aim at different things and just hit it right on the head. Um, and ultimately, it, it's not a fair assessment, but just all the things that Endgame had to juggle 
and just all the narrative threads they had to pull at and weave together and kind of make it make sense and tie it together. And I think, like Stefan was alluding to, we've had multiple big franchises try to weave that web and just stumble over it because it's fucking hard. It is hard to land to, to stick the landing, and very few properties do it. And it would have been so easy for Marvel to fumble this one, um, and they didn't. They nailed it. So I have to give them credit. This was a multi-tiered, billions of dollars going into this this big home grand slam home run swing they had to take. They had to nail it, and they nailed it. And you know, it's not to say it's a perfect film. And I think you can make that argument isolated by themselves. You, you could definitely enjoy the Dark Knight more than Endgame, especially if you haven't put the, the time and investment in to watch all the movies, or even if you did, and you just like Dark Knight, I think that's totally just. Um, for me personally, they built something to pay off with, and the payoff was worth the investment, and it landed harder than just the Dark Knight did for me. So that's why I picked that game. I've got two real quick comments. Mike, did I get anywhere near convincing you, me and Sal? Or is everybody pretty ingrained about this one? No, no, I'm, I'm, no you, I'm only asking because I know, I know where, I know, I know where I, I knew going into this. Like, because when Stefan started making his argument, I'm like, I'm pretty sure me and Sal are about to lose three to two here. But I was, Mike was the only one where I'm like, oh, okay. But were you close? Mm-hmm. No, you were extremely close. I actually thought about changing my vote, but the sheer spectacle of Endgame, and this is one of those times where just cramming a movie full of every fucking superhero put it over the top for me. And my other thing I wanted to say was shout out to Flying Colors in Concord, California, who has received money from 80% of the people on this podcast. Mike bought a bunch of shit there last time, right? What'd you buy them? What'd you buy last time? Wait, what's Flying Colors? I don't remember. The comic book shop we went to. You bought something, didn't you? You bought like a t-shirt or some shit. Yeah, I, I think remember. I did, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Mike doesn't get fucking credit for spending money there once. I've been giving him like thousands of dollars. <laughs> the fuckers call me like, yo, you haven't picked up your comics in three weeks, bro. You want to get down here? Like, yeah, you'll get your blood money. You're like, hey, man, there's a goddamn pandemic. I'll get there when I get well, there. Well, I mean, they, they, they stopped fucking comics. Everything died, including oh, comics. Yeah. They're like, no one's, we can't, there's no stores to go to to sell the shit. It's not essential. So the champion, but, Stefan. That does it, man. The four-part series. We have our ultimate superhero movie, and that is Avengers Endgame. Um, to your question, Bob, I, I kind of asked this to Mark in casual conversation. Like, I think it's how you do any, everyone goes through a bracket, right? You circle your champion. You hope they get there. You think they'll get there. Admittedly, this was always going to be my final, and this was always going to be my outcome. This was my final four. I mean, it was. This is what I had for the final four. Um, the toughest part being for me whether to go. I mean, I had Black Panther going over Endgame, and then I had Black Panther losing to Dark Knight. That's what I had. The other hard part for me was the one that was hard for all of us, which was Into the Spider Verse and Endgame. But I kind of knew which, I mean, I thought either one of those, whichever one that was going to come out and lose to Black Panther for me, personally. I had Black Panther versus Dark Knight in the finals. Mark, what did you have? uh, Stefan asked me. I did not answer his question. I didn't really, (laughs) I don't pick these tournaments like you guys with, oh, it's my favorite boy. I'm going to push him. Each each one, as I came up, I just looked in, into my heart deep inside. And I was like, well, so you didn't, you didn't do a whole bracket before we were done. No, you waited for us no. to get, okay, fair enough. Sal, what did you have? I, I had uh, Dark Knight versus Endgame. I had Dark Knight winning. I got to say, Steph, you came close to almost convincing me to, to change my vote. But, um, you know, I appreciate end, that. At the end of you the know, day. You know, there's something to be said also. But someone, you guys made a good point about like this being like a culmination and like the whole have you seen one versus you've seen all of them. Because I told my dad we're doing this, right? My mom and dad. And they both were just like, my dad, my dad just goes, so probably Dark Knight. 
And I'm like, Dark Knight or Avengers? And they're like, my parents see these movies. My dad's like, yeah, I really like the last Avengers movies. I wasn't entirely sure what happened because, you know, they aren't as into it. You don't remember everything. But, like, that, those were the ones. People, I mean, this was not a surprise how we got to here. Yeah, you know? I mean, and part of my impassioned speech was, um, if you go back, I never really said anything about Endgame because I saved it. I saved it all for that final argument I wanted to make for it. Um I yeah, really like, by the way, I like that we took Infinity War went down to Spider-Man Homecoming because I really thought Spider-Man Homecoming deserved all the praise we just gave it. Just point that out there. I agree. It just in personal taste thing. Um, for me, had Logan passed Spider-Man, it could have made that entire run it did as well. I loved Logan. I thought I was, when I was making an argument for Spider-Man Homecoming, I thought it was like, it was like you making the argument for Endgame where you're like, okay, have I convinced, have I changed any minds? And then the rest of everybody else, most of them were just like, oh, I, I, I was already there. Like, when I started making the Spider-Man Homecoming argument, and then everybody joined me, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. I thought maybe Mark. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and just to put it out there with, uh, you know, talk about with Endgame, what they did, how sad is it that DC can't do that? Like, how great would it be if they can do a Justice League properly? <laughs> I just want to say You Justice don't League like a Justice League, League real quick? You don't like it when Batman discovers a collection of YouTube videos that just... And then he just watches YouTube of all the other superheroes. You don't like that wasn't as that, a culmination. That, that was in Batman vs Superman, though, wasn't it? And then yeah. they figure out in three seconds how to bring Superman back to life, and all of a sudden, dude, Justice League was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terribly good. It was fine. No, it but wasn't, that was a it wasn't Batman vs Superman. Dude, no. if it was nineteen, if it was if it came out the same year as the X Men movie back in ninety nine or whatever the fuck that was ninety, I don't remember what it came out two thousand. We all would have been fine. We're like, okay. Like yeah, but, but, yeah, we all just went through. That, we all like, just went through. That's like when you're watching a movie in 2000. You're like, wow, these graphics are great. And then now no, you're in 2020. Like, it, you no, can't I'm just compare. saying, like, dude, I'm saying if like we were coming off of the Schumacher Batman and like the X Men movie where they were frying yeah. a toad, we all would have been fine with it back then. Yeah, but, but yeah, but we're not. We're coming off of you know what Marvel's doing and DC is falling behind. I think people are real harsh about some of these DC movies. That one was fine. Okay, it wasn't particularly good. I stopped when it was over. I'm like, okay, that was Justice League. I mean, <laughs> we not... we waited how long for a Justice League movie? Who should of all the DC rogues, of all the villains in DC lore, who should be the first villain in Justice League? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. We oh, all know who Steppenwolf is. Hoping for last one. I say that just a Justice League cartoon, which has got like a hundred episodes. Yeah, we got we got our Justice League fit over there. <laughs> oh, animated is a different story. Yeah. Oh, DC kicks the shit out of Marvel when it comes to the uh, to animated movies. Like it just is a slaughter in that regard. They got to steal those people. That's what the Marvel needs to do next: is steal the people to make the DC animated movies. <laughs> Use that Disney money. Um. So that's the end of the podcast. Um. We'll hold off on putting a completed bracket up. Um. Possibly forever, actually. <laughs> because well we'll at least wait a couple weeks um i don't know what this podcast becomes next week because we um i was working under the assumption we're not gonna get any events looks like we're gonna have events and it looks like they're picking they're having three events in eight days so i don't know what the fuck's going on there sounds like you see to me yeah um i think the concept of charging full price for this pay-per-view is fucking insanity but i just want to say that those of you who are used to sharing a pay-per-view stream i'm pretty sure mike and i tested this on some level if you pay for a stream, at least two, if not three people, can be logged in at once watching it. So put that in your mind if you're trying to figure out how to split this thing up. Um, 
And hold, tune in for next week where I wrestle with the fact that my boy Henry Cejudo is taking on my boy Dominic Cruz, and I'm torn. I'm torn, folks. No, I'm not. One of them hasn't fought in four years. Are you naked um, on the floor, Bob? Huh? Are you naked on the floor? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I appreciated that. Um, thank you to Sal for joining us last two weeks. We appreciate it, brother. Um, enjoy your honeymoon. Not honeymoon. Enjoy your anniversary tomorrow if you can, if there's any open restaurants. Um, thank you all who have enjoyed this podcast during this time. We just try to do some stuff to make it entertaining. And um, it sounds like starting next week, we'll be back to our format where we try to talk about fights uh, for the first half of the show. And the second half, we're just going to talk about stuff we like. And hell, there's been a lot of that we haven't brought up in a bit. Oh yeah, um, Mike. Mike and I are going to talk about Civilization Five next week. Just letting you know. And Mark and I are going to talk about Final Fantasy Seven, yeah. relevant video game that came out recently. Hey, Mike and I played. I, we played that shit till like we've four a.m. Eastern time. I think, I think during this weekend we've played a solid maybe ten hours. Yeah, a lot of Civilization Five. A lot of Civilization Five. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Stay safe. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's sad. We we sound like we're coming to an end with this stuff, but no one's going outside. We're still all staying home. Only the UFC's doing this dumb shit. But we're going to be back to a, whatever normal is in this world. Uh, more MMA-themed podcast next week. Um, until then, I was Dr. Law. That was Kid Presentable. That was DJ Mark. That was Lavender Gooms. And that was Sal with no nickname. See y'all next week. Peace out. See ya. See ya.